Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis here in the studio at Crossway Church. We're excited to be here this morning. Every Friday morning we're here teaching. Uh, this will be session three on our Jude teaching. Uh, how we must be clinging to the cross in these horrible times of apostasy in which we live now that's greater uh, than ever before. And uh, it's, it's been this way since really the church began. The church has been under attack. If you think about it, the truth has always been under attack ever since God revealed it in the Garden of Eden. First two boys born, one of them attacked the other because he believed the truth and he wouldn't. So the one that wouldn't believe the truth of the sacrificial way that God set in place uh, would kill the other. And that's the way it, that's the way it is uh, at all times. If we're not walking in the truth, then we're at enmity with those who are. And the truth is the way of Christ and His sacrifice. If we leave that last part out, then we've been sucked up in the apostate uh, way of the church today. It's not just Jesus. What makes Jesus what His name means, which is Savior, is what He did at Calvary. And that's not just to get you saved and in the kingdom, that's to get you in a place also where you bear fruit as you live in the kingdom so that you don't stop bearing fruit. Jesus said, every branch in me that bears not fruit, my Father will pluck out. So we need to continue to march on in the truth, which is never moving our faith from Christ and Him crucified. And I pray that you know that, you're learning that. And if you are, then you see the state of the church, which is an apostate state. Before we dig in this morning, uh, don't forget again that every Friday morning we're here at 9 a.m. Central Time live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page where we're teaching on the book of Jude. Mondays and Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, I'm teaching the book of Romans, which we are presently in chapter 7. Just did a session 17 yesterday in Romans chapter 7. That's every Monday and Thursday morning. And all this is live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. But after it's recorded live, it's uploaded to our YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. Please share that YouTube channel with everybody you know. They need to be hearing God's Word as it is truth in righteousness, and they will surely be blessed. Uh, the website <coughs> is where we also upload everything we do here at Crossway Church, and there you can, you can listen to all these teachings and all the sessions, but uh, I encourage you to go there. At the website also is the donate button that you can help us do all that we do here at Crossway Church. And I pray you would consider that, pray about that. And I know God will stir your heart to help us because we are all about the gospel. It's not just on the sign. It's not just on the, on the church. It's, uh, it's not, it is in the pulpit. The gospel just there sometimes. It's there when my feet stand behind this desk. It is the gospel. Amen. Not sometimes. I've determined to know nothing outside of Christ and Him crucified. So uh, go there, the website, donate. The easiest way to, to donate to give the Lord an offering to bless this ministry is by texting on your smartphone, which is simply 903 231-5950. And the reason 
It's, it's easier for you. It's easier for us because I don't have to go to PayPal and transfer money to the bank. It just goes straight in there that way. So thank you for those of you who are helping us, and I'm praying for the rest of you that you will begin to because you are surely being fed from this ministry. Not occasionally. Every time you turn it on, you're being fed. Remember that. Uh, also pray for our ch other Crossway Church in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, we just secured a building this past weekend and we will uh, begin uh, in August leasing that and having meetings there. And uh, we're praying for a pastor. Please pray with us for a pastor. Amen. So, And also put on your calendars, October the 24th through the 27th this year, we'll be having our determined camp meeting. And the theme this year is all in. We are all in. We're not half-stepping. We have subjected ourselves to the message of the cross. We have believed that it is the power of God and these 13 ministers that will be coming in from out of town, you will want to be here. You'll want to hear every one of those services. And uh, this year there's so many ministers coming uh, about three times while somebody is in the church. Somebody will be here in the studio doing a workshop as well. Same thing going on in there is out here. We call it a workshop because they're just out here. There won't be near as much room out here as there is in there. So uh, the workshops will be limited. Uh, so uh, pray for us. And uh, we're just excited to be doing the things God's called us to do. And uh, uh, one more thing, uh, we're looking forward to going to IYC this next week with our kids. I'll be doing a workshop there on Friday at 3 p.m. in the cafeteria. So make sure you, you, you get your Bibles and, you, and you're directed not to the mall, but to the workshop uh, next Friday uh, to hear the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. That means, that means we won't be here next Friday because we'll be there next Friday. So there it is. If you show up here, you, I get set out in your car and pray. Uh, but but you, you, you will have missed us. So let's get into the Word. Session 3 in the book of Jude, our teaching, clinging to the cross in times of apostasy. And we're going to see some things today that we need to see. We covered verse 1 last week, which was a great uh, week before last actually, which was a great session on being a servant because that's what Jude opens up talking about, a servant of Jesus Christ. And you know, that's, a, that's something I'm not going to get into. Go back and listen to session number 2 uh, if you want to hear that, but it's something that is missing in the church today. People just want to be served and they don't have any desire to be servants. And uh, so go back and listen to that. So verse 2, Jude verse 2, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. I want to open up today reminding us that if mercy and peace and love is not being multiplied in our lives, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it because this is the greatest time of apostasy there's ever been. And I know some people like to think back and say, well, no, there was a greater apostasy when there wasn't even Bibles. Well, listen, there's more Bibles now have been printed than ever before and the apostasy is still greater than ever before because the devil realized, he, he loved the common people and the priest back in that day had it perverted but 
listen, he had, a, he, had a, he had to change his plan. Okay, now they've got Bibles. Now I've got to pervert what they're reading in the Bible. And so he's good at what he does that's bad. So if mercy and peace and love is not being multiplied in our if we're not growing and these, these things listed here aren't multiplying in our lives, we're not maturing in these things, then listen, we've been sucked in to the apostate church. Whether it's we're being seduced by false doctrines or we think we're watchmen on the wall on the other hand, but instead of watching for the people, we're smashing the people. Now you need to wake up and you need to understand that we're living in the greatest time of apostasy than ever before. God is revealing the truth of His Word greater than ever before. Just imagine this, when the message of the cross began to be revealed some 22 years ago as it pertains not just being born again, but living in victory. The sanctified power of the Holy Spirit through faith in the cross for the Christian not trusting in his works even now after they're saved has come to the tabletop and we're feasting on that but what did the devil do? He brought some false heresy about the grace revolution and all the heresies that come with that because God when God opens up and causes his word to shine brighter the devil is always going to bring forth a counterfeit. There's a counterfeit Jesus. There's a counterfeit spirit. There's a counterfeit gospel. There's a counterfeit filling of the Holy Ghost. There's counterfeit tongues. There's counterfeit grace. Everything God offers, there is a counterfeit. And that's the root of apostasy. You not call received and heard at the beginning but being looking away at other things that appear to be better what God is doing here comes the key word now God ain't doing nothing now that he hadn't always done that's saving the lost and and trying to get his people back to where they can live saved amen in those two things many things happen but it's mainly those two things. God is trying to save a lost and dying world and bring his people back to the only place he can work in their lives, and that's faith in the sacrifice alone. So God wants to multiply his mercy and his grace and his peace and love to all his people. And there's no increase, the Bible says, there's no end to the increase of his kingdom. And all that his kingdom offers, there's no end to that. So everything he offers through faith in the sacrifice of his son can be being multiplied in your life. Those of you who listen to me, most of you are those who've received the message of the cross. You're, you're, you're attempting to walk in that. You're fighting the good fight of faith to stay in that faith. And, and you need to know that it's you that God has now showing warnings on every page of the Bible that you never saw before. Until you were able to come back to Calvary, which is your first love, your first works, you didn't see all the warnings. You had no idea the Bible was full of warnings. Even the promise of John 3.16 is with a warning of perishing. The very first words spoken to man uh, uh, declaring to him, you are free, Adam to eat of all the trees in the garden, but don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day you do, you shall die. Everything. Listen, with the promises of God come warnings. Mm -hmm. That's right. And God is even warning His church in the last days greater than ever before. Because that which is darkness, the devil can make appear to be light. 
But Jesus said, if that which in you is darkness, you think it's light, how great is that darkness? Now think about that. So we better sure understand what mercy, peace, and love actually is and from where it comes, how to experience it, or we're going to fall prey to these lies, these heresies, these apostates who are out there attempting every day nonstop to pull you and me away from the cross. Think about that. Every day nonstop, the devil... The world and the flesh work together to pull us away from the message of the cross and its messengers. Let me say something about that. Those of you who couldn't stay, you couldn't stay in the cross preaching church for whatever excuse you made, you're proving to us that you couldn't be pastored. Can you be pastored? If you can't be pastored in a cross-preaching church, you can't be pastored. You better get planted. You better submit. You better learn to be pastored. And when the little idiosyncrasies come along and you didn't get your way, you better learn to repent and submit to the message of the cross, not just on Facebook declaring it, making a name for yourself, but you better get planted and you better submit to the ministry God has called you to. Amen, Brother Curtis. Everybody say, I love Brother Curtis. Amen. You don't have to listen to me. You can turn me off. You know, and I mean, that's huge in the church today. People go from church to church. Why? Because they can't be pastored. They won't be pastored. I've known many people that came through and they couldn't be pastored. Oh, now they've got excuses. Oh, good to them, but not in the eyes of God. Amen. The Bible says, and in, 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 in we could talk a lot about mercy, peace, and love multiplied to you. That's the will of God. The Holy Spirit spoke this through Jude to you and me. Because if you're not walking in mercy, peace, and love, my friend, I'm not talking about you think you are or you know you should be or you want to be. Here's the reality. If your faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, whoever you are, if that's not what you're depending on and trusting in, that work there provided, not all that comes because of it, but that work there has to be the object of your faith and then you get to experience everything else. You are not walking in mercy, love, and peace. You might talk about it with tears flowing down your face, my friend, but those are outer aggressive movements and emotions and feelings that God did give us, that they, but they can seduce us and they can seduce others. Without our faith being in the sacrifice of Christ, you are not, we are not experiencing grace, mercy, and love and peace. Not going to happen without faith in the cross. Not had one day faith in the cross, now I'm in and beyond the cross, that means you're eliminated from the experience of all that God offers through the cross. So, we'll move in. And he had to talk about, look, I just think it, he had to talk about mercy, love, and peace because that's what's missing among the apostates. Oh, they talk about it, 
But they can't, they can't walk in it. When somebody is talking about, we don't want that message in our town. The message of the cross. That means they don't understand the power of God. That means they're only faking it and they don't know it. That means they've been deceived and by the apostate movement that's prim- that, that, that is taking over the church today. When you start having uh, uh, family fellowships on Wednesday night watching Mayberry RFD instead of preaching the gospel, my friend, you've been seduced. You've been seduced. Mm, yeah, grunting is right. Put a little different thought in your mind today concerning this, this particular verse. Jude writes this below right unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now let me say what I want to say today. I know I've never read a commentary, never heard this taught outside of Jude saying he was going to write about something, but his mind got changed. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but you have to read into some Greek or something that I don't do, I can't do, to study and to see some way deeper meaning if that's true. I'm not going to say that's not true this morning, but what I am going to present to you is this. If Jude was going to sit down and write to the church about the common salvation, it was needful to talk about apostasy. Because when you start talking about the common salvation, you're going to have to begin to talk for the faith. Because the faith is what allowed you to have the common salvation. And the faith is always under attack. So salvation, which is what God did in Christ at the cross, that's under attack. It's always under attack. It's under attack by most preachers today. If you're not preaching the word in that context, listen, you've joined the ranks of those that are enmity at enmity with God and you're putting things on the table that only poison the people. And I know it's ministers like me and a handful of others in the earth today that people look at and say, no, it doesn't have to all be But when you finally subject yourself and repent one day and come the illumination of God's Word in that context alone, you're going to see Paul never left that context. And he's the one God sent it to reach you. Think about that. And the whole Bible is in that context. Think about it. If the only avenue of righteousness is grace, and the only avenue of grace is my faith, I need to experience grace right now to make sure I don't fall from grace, to make sure that I can today bear forth the fruits of His righteousness. My faith today, right now, faith must be in that which Christ did for me, which is dying for me. That 
gets me the grace of God, which means simply God working in and through me on my behalf to do what I can't do, don't deserve to have done, can't work for, and can't pay for. That's grace. And the fruit of God working in my life is righteousness. Amen, Brother Curtis. And that's the only avenue through which it flows. My faith, now faith is. Not faith was or will be. Faith is in the sacrifice of Christ if I'm going to experience grace. If not, I'm going to fall from grace. Galatians chapter 1 verse 6, Galatians chapter 5 verses 1 through 4, Revelation chapter 3 verses verse 1. I can be considered by God dead, non-fruit bearing. Paul said it in Romans 7, 9. I was alive once without the law. That means born again without the law, believer in Christ. But when the commandment came, when I turned back to trust in the the works of my own hands, my keeping and my not keeping, my doing and my not doing, the Bible says there, the sin nature revived and I died. That's the Apostle Paul. So we need to wake up, pay attention, learn the scriptures in their proper context. There is no status of righteousness without trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary. It's called being born again. What saved by grace through faith. There is no fruit bearing daily unless my faith is in that same death that Jesus tasted of by the grace of God, Hebrews 2 died, to give me daily grace and daily fruit of His Spirit and fruit of His righteousness. So my point in saying that is this. You can't sit down and start writing about or you can't step into a discussion about the common salvation without talking about So I I personally don't think Jude sat down to write about one thing and changed his mind. I think he sat down to write about the common salvation and the Holy Spirit led him in what must be dealt with if you're going to talk about the common salvation. You're either going to be presenting how it works, the Holy Spirit, what it is, how that is always going to be under attack. And not really by the world mostly, but by the religious people, by those who are God's people are going to attack that. You've heard me tell it before. There there was a preacher in a town probably a couple hours from here and we were trying to bring a a crusade into that town in the community center and and, and they had a meeting about it and it was a people people at that church who were going to sponsor it and, and they talked to the preacher about it and he said, do we really want that message in our town? Now, I know that comes from a place of ignorance, not not just uh, stupidity, but ignorance. He doesn't know the power of God. If he doesn't want that message, the message of the cross in his town, then let me tell you, he's not preaching the gospel. He doesn't know what he has if he is saved at all. Maybe he's just playing the part of a preacher to get a paycheck. I don't know. God knows that, though. But we need to pay attention. I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. That's what I said. That's what I want to talk about. It was needful for me because of that to write unto you and to exhort contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. Now you can't really separate the two. The faith is what gave you, brought you into the common salvation. Now, I want to say something about contending for the faith. You're not contending for your denomination. 
You're not contending for your preacher. You're not contending for what you feel is right. You are contending for the faith. Because you live by the faith. But hear me, Galatians 2 and 20, let's look at that scripture this morning since we can. It's about a very important, uh, really a paramount scripture for you and me as we begin to learn the, the word of God in these last days in a greater measure given by the Holy Spirit, a greater light being turned on, even outside of Bibles who've been written and translations have been written and changed, trying to change the meaning of what God's word says. Now when we read Galatians 2.20, let's read it this morning, look what it says. Paul the apostle said, I am crucified with Christ. Paul Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, dying on the cross for our sins, that that was such an, a, a perfect identification for anyone who would believe upon Christ in that work there, dying with where we were immersed into Christ at the cross. Amen. Romans 6, 3 tells us that. So watch this. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And the life I live of the Son of God. Now there's even a note here I just faith in Jesus Christ and that is where our faith has to be but we need you and I are in a greater light it is by the faith of Jesus it was by grace through that we live that we even have the faith we have today do you understand that this means get the note that the that the and the people didn't mean no harm because our faith does have to be in Christ, but in Christ refers to in what he did at the cross, in his death. Because listen, when God the Holy Spirit was ministering the gospel to you the first time or whatever time it was, when you finally believed from the heart, it was, it was believing from the heart, Romans 10 and 10, unto righteousness. That was the righteous work for you. Think about that. Peter writes this, that we've obtained this like precious faith we have. Here it comes. Through righteousness and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Peter wrote. Through righteousness. That means through the grace Jesus tasted death by, Hebrews 2.9, by faith. It's his. Paul told Peter the same thing when Peter uh, jumped up and did a big piece of stupid in Antioch when he heard the people of uh, the church of Jerusalem, the men from James's church, uh, coming 
and, and, and the Judaizers, still ones bound under the law, he heard they were coming and he jumped up, got away from the Gentiles, became, became a hypocrite and joined the, the, the ranks of the Judaizers, the, the, law, the law keeping people again. Only for a short season, praise God, until he repented. But he did that in Paul. You can read this in Galatians chapter 2 if you're taking notes. Go back later and read it. Paul stood up and rebuked Peter. The Bible says face to face before everybody there and began to preach to him, remind him, Peter, we're justified by the faith of Christ. And it means that. It took his faith to taste that death by the grace of God for you and I to have the faith we have. It only comes through that righteous work. That's why if our faith is not in the cross, it, and we think it's in the way, Because faith comes and operates through righteousness, Peter wrote. Mm -hmm. Amen. Y'all want to know where that's at, don't you? Well, let me look. Y'all okay? I should have had it in my notes, but here it is. 2 Peter 1.1. I like technology, man. You can pull up a scripture in a heartbeat just about. Maybe three heartbeats. One, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them who have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. That means that this came through the which was the righteous work Jesus performed at Calvary by tasting death for us by grace through his faith in that work Amen. that God was doing in him. Amen. Okay, we all right? Yes. So when Paul said, I now live in this flesh, the faith leaves the cross who loved me and gave himself for me reveals to us where this faith came from and how it operates today. We're talking about the faith we're contending for. You're not contending for the faith if you're not preaching the message of the cross. Common salvation and that's the only thing that keeps the children of God in the experience of of the common salvation. Otherwise, we've been seduced. Listen, you can't blame them and all their lies and heresies. The Bible says we weren't carried off because of that. We, every time we're carried off, it's through the lust of our own flesh, James wrote. That's why on Judgment Day, you won't be able to say, well, God lied to me. Don't worry count on it, but you're not going to be able to blame them. You're not, there is no blame game. It's you and the Lord. As a child, and come back to Calvary, no matter what my parents or my kids or my brothers and sisters thought, no matter what that church I'd been in for 40 years thought, I had to come back to Calvary, and because the church I was in wouldn't come back to it, God told me in His Word on more than one occasion to contend for the faith, and in that you will find yourself turning away from those who only have a form, but yet they are denying the power of God. Think about that. 
People who are contending for the faith are going to experience some, some terrible situations in relationships. It's going to happen if you're a contender for the faith. And those who are not contending for the faith really are not even living in the faith. Because to live and experience the common salvation in such a time of iniquity and wickedness that we live and apostasy, listen, if you're not contending for the faith, you're not living in the faith. Uh, just Wednesday night, some, some dear sister in our church gave a short testimony of how she was talking to somebody about the Lord and the relationship we have, opportunity to have with the Lord. And she said the, the gentleman would never stop talking about his preacher or their church. He would never talk about the Lord. And that's, listen, that's the heart of an apostate if they're even born again. If they're even born again. Is, is that your situation? When people try to talk to you about the Lord, child of God, or are you are you really embarrassed? Are you ashamed? And and not, not and you'd say not of the gospel, but maybe you're ashamed of yourself because you're not walking in the knowledge you know you should be walking in, the knowledge you should be carrying and distributing everywhere that you go. You're not known for that. And this is what we should be known for. Not what we drive, not where we go to church, but for the gospel, the faith, the common salvation we're contending for. And I'm not talking about on Facebook with a sledgehammer, just waiting for anybody to make a mistake. There is no wisdom in that. Oh, but bless God. On the wall, yes, you are, but you're supposed to have wisdom. You should have wisdom. Wisdom will know when your mouth should stay shut and when it should come open. People that are old man out there on social media, they just hammering and whooping down folks. They won't give people a half a chance. Believe me, I know. I've been there. It's called a lot of zeal, but no wisdom. But you can't tell them that because they don't. Have, they really can't hear. Think about it. Mm. It's the faith we're contending for. Now I want to read a, a little something to you this morning that I got out of a commentary. And uh, I'm not going to give you the name of the commentary. It's a great commentary writer, but sometimes when I give names of commentary, uh, people send me messages. What are you reading his stuff for? Don't you know he, he believed it? I, ever, everybody out there has got something wrong. Do you hear me? Yeah. And you must think you got it all right. <laughs> so I'm not even going to give you his name. But I want to read something to you out of this commentary. Very, very, it's relevant for you and me, most of you that are listening to me. It's very relevant because we are learning to contend for the faith and so that we can experience the common salvation. That's not what allows us to experience it. Our faith in the sacrifice of Christ gives us the experience of salvation. Our faith in the sacrifice of Christ today, after a Christian, for however long you've been one, if that's where your faith is, you're experiencing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. If there's no fruit there, then you only have lip service. If the heart righteous work, then the grace of God is flowing and you are continuing the Holy Spirit in your life. That means when darkness is presented, you will present the light. That means when ignorance is presented, you will present the truth of knowledge. That means when the lie comes, you will present the truth. That means you are in this. You, you've accepted your involvement in this. The plan of God on your life 
and this is not very long, two or three paragraphs, so stick with me. Casualties would occur in the coming battle, talking about when Jude wrote this. Not everyone who sided with the apostates were necessarily apostates themselves. Some of them would be genuinely deceived. Others would be sincerely confused. Anybody ever been there? And still, because of their family connections, apostate and persuasive. And I skipped a lot of it, but I want to finish it with this little example given. And those of you who know and are following the message of the cross, you will bear witness with this. I surely did. He said, the leading proponent of a particularly deadly heresy regarding the person of Christ. He was a polished, gracious, hospitable man. He was a soft-spoken, clever, and well-liked leader in his church. Those who saw through his sophistication, the sophistication of his teachings, kept silent for years because the man was so well-liked and trusted by so many people. That's the people who are not contending for the faith. When we won't confront that which we know is wrong, we're not contending. But we have to learn with wisdom how to confront, not to bash and slaughter. And very careful on social media because everyone is watching. It says, it took a missionary who was home on furlough to unmask him. Then the fight began. Churches took sides. The man was excommunicated from one church only to be received warmly into another one. So with him rather than bring the fight into their homes. That such a nice man could be in error, unable to see through the subtleties of his heresy, chose to believe that he was being persecuted maliciously, and he carried them all. You will either stand for the truth or you will be carried away. You can say you never will. If you're not standing for the truth, you're already, car- you're already being carried away. Those people needed to be shown kind. Got all the prophets killed prophesying of a coming Savior. The people of God, Israel, needed to repent and come back to the way of the sacrifice alone. Got them all killed. You ever wondered why Jesus said they killed all the prophets? Because they were testifying of Him. And people really don't. Think about that. If they did, they would follow Him. Obey Him. Think about that. It's not where the church is today. Letter, which has some very harsh things to say, invites peace and love upon the embattled church. We can never have too much mercy, too much peace, or too much love. And we're going to need it all in the days ahead. If you think it's rough right now, and those only people who can think this properly are the people who are walking in the truth. Faith in the cross alone. There are many Christians today watching what's going on on the news. The conservatives and the liberals, the right, the left. 
And we're seeing all sort of things take place, a lot of it in which we as the conservatives, we as the Christians, we as those who are after what's right in America are glad of and happy about. But there is a difference between being for what's right in men's eyes and what's right according to the Word of God. I want to read a couple more scriptures today. Uh, we've got about 21 minutes. We'll, I don't think we'll run out of time. I don't think we'll run out of, of material. But, but what I want to share now is, is have we forgotten that God is watching? He's watching to see if we're going to do with what we have what He's called us to do. It's not just being nice. It's not just doing that which we feel is right. It's us bearing the fruit of Christ, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is the fruit of righteousness, which is found as our faith is in the true gospel of the Jesus Christ, of the Bible, which means our faith is in the death of Jesus, the, the way of the sacrifice. For that is the only avenue of righteous, grace and righteousness and just because we got in yesterday or years ago does not mean that we are still under grace or that we've not become dead. Again, the Scriptures for you to write down and look at are Galatians 1, verse 6, Galatians 5, 1 through 4, where you can fall from grace, no longer being affected or profited by Christ. John 15, chapter 15, I believe it's verse 2 or 3 where Jesus said, Every branch in me that bears not fruit, my Father will pluck out. Romans chapter 11 where uh, the Bible teaches that you, just as Israel, if you get heady and high-minded and forget that it's by faith God saved you and that you live for Him, it's by faith you forget that, then the Bible says there that you, just as Israel, can be cut off as they were. And then you get into Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, and you see the Lord telling the church in Sardis, you got a name, oh, you got a great reputation that you're alive, but you're dead. That means you're not bearing fruit. If you're dead, you, you're not bearing fruit because the fruit of the Holy Spirit is proof that the life of Christ is being experienced by you. Think about that. So we need to think about those things. Do we realize that we can be dead as Christians? That we can fall from grace as Christians? And it can be much worse than that. Jesus taught it. It can be much worse than that. But the heresies out there say that you can't ever forfeit your salvation, you can't ever walk away, you can't ever turn away, then why is there so much warning against turning away? Why would Peter write those who have found the way and been delivered from the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of Christ. That means we've been saved and delivered. Don't take it to mean anything else. We've stepped into the way of righteousness to turn away from the way of righteousness. Peter wrote under the unction of the Holy Spirit, it would have been better that you never knew it than to know it and to turn away from it. 2 Peter 2, 20 and 21. It would be better. Now think about that. There's judgment pronounced in that verse. Can you hear that? That those who have the way of righteousness, they've been delivered from the pollutions in the world through their knowledge of Christ, their faith in Christ, and yet they turn away from that? Think about that. That means the judgment is going to be worse for them than people who never stepped into the way of righteousness. 
So you better come out from those who are preaching heresy in these last days because heresy, my friend, Galatians chapter 5, reveals is a work of the flesh. It's the lust of the flesh that don't want to believe I could never lose my salvation no matter what the Bible says. Uh, that must mean something else. No, it means what it says. And I don't need to go to cemetery for 15 years. I mean seminary for 15 years to learn how to twist God's Word. It's written for the common man just to be able to understand it. Praise God. <clears throat> God's watching. Do we realize that God is watching to see what we're doing with what He's given us and that it pertains to not only us living the way of righteous, doing that which is right, but sharing that which is right. We're talking about contending for the faith, taking a stand for the faith, being the light in a dark world, being the salt in a flavorless and dead world. Really being the light in a church that's become dark with apostasy. Being light in a dark church that's fallen from grace. Well, bless God, you think you're the only one right. And, you know, I didn't ever say that. But I'm telling you, if they're not opening the Bible and pointing you to Christ and what He accomplished at Calvary, they're sowing darkness to your heart. And listen, be careful because those preachers that are out there claiming they preach the cross, but you really don't have to talk about the cross all the time. They are not yet all in. They are not yet determined to know nothing else. They read those scriptures and don't even know what they mean yet. I pray God, I pray for them that God would reveal it to them that they could step into that place where they're all in like the Apostle Paul where they really are trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary forever. through no other way. And you've got to start contending for that faith at the break area, at work, in the family settings. When darkness is sown the light, you've got to pierce it with the sword of truth, which is the Word of God. We carry the knowledge of Christ with us. The Are we giving that that we have? Proverbs Working in my commentary on Proverbs this morning. This is where I'm at right now. And this morning looking at this, I, I was just, and I never uh, do this where I just I post my daily uh, Proverbs scripture on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and then I go to my Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page and I post right now we're in 2 Timothy and, and most of the time I sit down and I work these days ahead at a specific time but this morning I just when I shared it I looked and I and I and I and I wrote when I got up and and and, and I noticed that this pertains to what we're talking about in this teaching today. Watch this, Proverbs chapter 24, verses 11, 12. Listen to this. If you for to refrain to death and those that are ready to be slain, if we knew it not. Does not he that ponders the heart consider it? And he that keeps your soul, does he not know it? And shall he not render to every man according to his works? Here the Bible's talking about the works being that you being alert and sober-minded and paying attention 
dying or go, moving into a place of dying. And we're talking about a lost and dying world that is without Christ. But a church that stepped in to a place of death where they're not bearing any fruit anymore. Their hands are lifted. Their tears are rolling. They're, they're, they're saying a lot of right things. But their faith, the object of their faith is not what allow, in what allows them to experience the common salvation. It's not in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. Their faith is not in the, the literally, their faith is not literally in the death of Jesus. That's not what they're trusting in. They're trusting in the three pages of that new book that come out and what it said. But a lot of people I see on Facebook, they, they highlight pages in books and, and they take a picture of it and put it on Facebook and I see what's written and it is positive and encouraging, but it's not truth if it's not talking about Jesus and what he did at Calvary. If it doesn't bring the cross in, it's not really the faith. If it has no message of the cross, it's not the faith. Remember, the faith was obtained as our hearts believed unto the righteous work of Calvary. Remember what we read earlier, 2 Peter 1 and 1? It's through the righteousness of God, that work God did in Christ at the cross, that you and I even have this what we call the faith, and it is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that was ministered to us. Paul said, that's the faith I live by. Amen. Yes. Amen. The faith we function by. The, the grace that Jesus, the death that Jesus tasted, the grace that Jesus tasted death by. I'll get it right in a minute. Amen. There is no other grace. I hear ministers sometimes saying that's one uh, avenue of grace. No, there's a What God did in Christ at the cross was Jesus tasting death by the grace of God, Hebrews 2, 9, and only through that avenue does grace come initially, grace come daily. See, I'm contending for the faith right now because many will hear this, they'll turn it off because they're being led by an apostate somebody. They're going on Google and following something their flesh just wants to hear. Well, I don't believe I need to be planted in a local church. I'll go on Google and I'll find me two or three articles that justify that. I really don't feel like I need to be tithing. You know, God don't need no money. I'll go and I'll find me two or three witnesses on there that'll just help my the Lord believe what I want to believe and. I the table, and when I do pick it up, I'll see it in a light that's really darkness, and I don't know it. So let's read this again now. In the book of Proverbs, way back yonder, we say here in Texas, written for you and me today. Run from those people that say we don't need to even look at the Old Testament. Run from them because the New Testament says we can learn from what was written aforetime. How could we not learn from it if Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him? Do we not want to know more about Him? I'm afraid those people don't. They just want to learn more about themselves. Mm. Proverbs 24, 11 and 12. If you forbear, that means if you refrain, if you refuse to get involved, to contend for the faith, to do and those that are ready to be slain. If you say, 
don't know it. We don't know what's really going on with them. Only God knows that. We don't know. Your mission is not to know all that. Your mission is to know that God has called you, given you that which He has equipped you with, the knowledge of His Son Jesus, and you are to carry that, not just in your doing right by your husband and wife and raising your kids right and being in church. You are to do carry that knowledge everywhere you go, and that is to be your number one focus in releasing that, sharing that, even if they're not going to like you anymore, even if they're going to push you out of a job you love, even if they're going to get rid of you, Jesus said they hated him, they would hate you. Most of Christianity today is more worried about what they'll think about us, more worried about what we're going to lose instead of gaining Christ by simply being obedient to the Word of God. He says, if you say, behold, we didn't know it, does not he that ponders the heart consider it? And he that keeps your soul, does he not know it? And shall This means we're going to pay. We're going to get get wages for our work. The Bible says that the judgment seat of Christ, that we're going to be judged, you and me, Christians, for everything we did in the body, whether it was good or bad. Think about that. Way back in Proverbs. The Bible here is letting us know God sees, God knows. And we make excuses. Well, you know, I don't know where they were. I really don't know where they were. You don't know where their hearts were. God knows that, but God's given you what you need to tell them the truth. And you can see if others are dead, spiritually lost, or if they're saved and yet they're dead. You can see that. You can know that by the way they talk, what they talk about. I'm not talking about if they make a mistake and say something wrong because we people are going to... Boy, it don't take 15 minutes for us to let everybody know even though we don't know we're doing it, what we're trusting in. Just like the man the other the other day with one of our precious sisters talking about she ministered to him and all he could talk about was his preacher in the church and she was trying to talk about the Lord. He didn't even know he, he couldn't do that. Now I don't know if he's saved. I don't know if he's just backslidden, but I do know he's dead in the eyes of God. Because if you can't talk about Jesus, no, no, no. Don't just write it off as a, well, I'm timid and I really, you know how I'm around. No, no, no. When you got born again, all that got washed away and you're a brand new creation in Christ and now you have the knowledge and are required by God to carry the knowledge and to deliver the knowledge. Watch this. I got just a few minutes left, about five minutes. Watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. And we're, what, we're, what are we talking about now? We're talking about contending for the faith so that us Common salvation for experiencing the common salvation. The message of the cross is a, is a mandate and a requirement and the only message by which people can be saved and the only message, God's Word, in that context where the Christian, the child of God, can live in victory and bear forth the fruits of the righteousness of Christ. No other message can cause that to happen. None. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 17 says this, Now thanks be unto God, which triumph in Christ, and makes manifest the 
us in every place. Now notice, God is the one who causes us to triumph in Christ, pointing back to Calvary. When you see in Christ, that's where you have to go. If you want to hear a great teaching on that, go to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and, and, and click on the playlist and look for Pastor Tommy Wiedelman in Wichita Falls last Saturday night. He didn't really preach, he taught, and it was absolutely phenomenal. It was fabulous. He taught on the little two-letter word, in. In Christ. And man, was it very informative and a great blessing so you need to listen to that he said convicting for those who have ears to hear now thanks be unto God which all I like to include myself in that and I this knowledge to try by us in every place because we are un- God, unto God, a
Dean turned it out, didn't you? <laughs> How bad do you want? I was sitting here thinking, you know, it makes me feel terrible. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I 